2: iPhone 15 overheating issues have been widely reported, but Apple is stating that the problem is not with hardware and lies with apps like Uber and Instagram. The Forbes Top Creators 2023 list is out, and we discuss who made the list, why they made the list, and why so few African American women are on the list. After 25 years, Netflix DVD delivery service has come to an end, and an appeals court has paused Atlanta-based fearless fund from awarding black female-led businesses, which only receive 0.39% of venture capital funds, $20,000 grants, while a conservative group sues it, alleging racial discrimination. we got all this and more for you in episode 100 of The Tech John From Columbus, Ohio, I'm your
0: host, Rob Dunwood.
1: Coming out of Philly, it's your girl, tech
0: and out of Atlanta, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech, a.k.a. Mr. Candy Corn.
1: Ew. What's going on with the I Don't like candy corn? No. Oh, my God. I've hated candy corn my entire life.
0: It's candy corn yeah. season. I may get some and put it up over here behind my shoulder, put some candy corn right bone back here for the season.
2: I-, I wouldn't call myself a candy corn aficionado or anything like that, but... I grab a handful around this time of the year, just because I, this is probably the only time of the year that I would ever eat it.
1: I would throw it away when I got it in my bag <laughs> at Halloween. That was, the, that was one of the things I would, there was a few different things out my bag. I would throw away at Halloween. Candy corn was definitely one of them. I, I hate candy corn.
2: So normally we would start the show and get kicked off and start talking about tech stories and stuff like that. But we were having a really good conversation in the green room before we started. And I just want you stuff to give America or whoever's listening because I think we have people internationally to listen also. Can you explain how it only took you two weeks to fold on getting that new Apple <laughs> Watch? Because you were showed up not getting it when it came out. What
1: well, you I you know, without getting into putting too go, go. much of my Put business. Put your disclaimer
2: in there and say say no, what that no, no. happened was first.
1: Without putting too much of my business in the street, um, I am recovering from some health issues. And um I think I'm going to need the AFib detection on the watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. So you need uh, yeah, that nine. Yeah, yeah. 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 I need the nine. I got, I have the SC, the older SC and it has a heart rate thing, but it does not have the AFib detection. Um, and the, in the so,
0: EKG or whatever the case right,
1: may be. Right. So mm-hmm. I do think going forward. Um, I mean, there's, I don't, you know, thank God is good. I don't think I have any imminent, like, you know, whatever, but I do think I would feel better going forward having that functionality on a device that I could wear all the time. So I'm like, eh, it might make sense to go ahead and get that nine and just have it and not need it and instead of needing it and not having it. Um, if I'm going to have an Apple watch anyway, I would rather have an Apple watch that has that capability and that functionality. Um, So then I might as well go ahead on and get that series nine that literally that is my only motivation for getting the nine. Um, I was a little disappointed though, that I'm only my, my series, my SE only qualifies for like $90 on the trade-in. I was like, mm. this joint is like, almost like new like it's in excellent condition you know what i mean it literally 90 dollars on the trade in i was like apple y'all y'all kill a meal small
2: you probably do better on ebay or something like that if you're just trying to get rid of it
0: um i've got i still got my series eight and i've got my uh 14 pro max sitting in a drawer over there that i'm about to list on ebay and i don't um, want to go
1: through all that i just
0: want to get and it's a I, hassle it is seriously i know a hassle, i just want to get like like something Facebook for it marketplace.
1: yeah i ain't trying to do all that i'm just like i just want to get something for it and 90 dollars is, is, is something towards the 700 the 800 that the watch is gonna cost me i'm like god I ain't got a lot of money. Um but yeah, I like I said that literally is the only motivation for getting the watch is it's for that that uh functionality. So
0: it is yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh my wife has the same issue uh with her not same issue are. She has heart uh concerns that uh we were going to get her uh a new watch this year. And she's like, well, I was like, will you get the SE? And she's like, well, what's the difference between that one and the watch? Uh, the Apple Watch nine. And we did the little compare thing on the website, went down the mm-hmm. list. As soon as they said EKG and a- AFib and all that, she's like, yeah, give me the nine. I was like, yeah, and it makes it. You know.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah. two,
0: my other, my only other thing is, uh, go on backmarket.com and declutter D E C L U T T. Yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah. You might better get a little bit better of a trade in versus going straight to Apple. Okay, so that's that's good news for everybody to know because I
2: know a lot of folks they have and and I'm I'm one of them. Let's see here, we got one, two, three, <laughs> four. I have I literally have five phones and one in a box. <laughs> this is a BlackBerry that uh, are all within arm's reach, and there's no reason for any regular mortal to have this many phones at all. So, but the reason is because oh, I, didn't, I wasn't going to get a, a good trade in it. I just hang on to it. But, you know, I don't want to keep them in a drawer and you end up, you know, the battery ends up exploding and tearing up the stuff in the drawer or worse catching on fire or something like that. So it, it is good if you don't really have a use for an older device to, you know, to, to get rid of them or, you know, or uh, eco-friendly, I don't know even how to say that in, in the eco-friendly way. Um, you know, dispose of them so that you're just not doing harm to the, you know, environment as much as you can.
1: Well, I mean, you could do best, Best Buy has a Mm -hmm. a recycle program that is supposedly, there's some type of world standard for, Mm -hmm. um, eco friendliness or, or whatever. I know they have a program. I know, um, a couple of my old phones I have donated to, um, Domestic violence shelters, uh, where they wipe the phone and give them to to women that need them for that. So definitely, you know, I try to be as mindful and intentional with my old electronics as possible. Um, but the watch, in particular, I'm like, I need to get some money for this watch, especially if I'm mm. about to go pay eight hundred dollars for a new one. I need, to, I need to maximize my return on this trade in on this watch, for mm. real, for real.
2: So, so let's keep it on n- new gear, and let's talk about this new iPhone. 15. I know Terrence, you, you, you don't got one, but there, there's an issue that a lot of people have been reporting on this on these things getting ridiculously hot. Some some folks are even saying hot enough to burn you. I think Terrence, I put in a, in a group a message to you, you just asking a question, about, Hey, is this real? Do you things really getting hot like this? Because my neighbor came over and she actually asked me, knowing that I'm really into tech like that. It's like, Hey, my phone is really warm. Is, is, is this normal for this? And I'm thinking it was just the, well, when you, when you set it up, Type warmness that when you're doing all that stuff, they get warm when you're first setting it up. She's like, "Well, no, I set it up three days ago. It's still hot, just in my pocket or just using it." And it it wasn't it wasn't like reports have been that it was too hot to touch. It just seemed like it was really, really warm. And it turns out now that there actually was an issue, not necessarily with the phone,
0: but with maybe some of the applications that are running on the phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you got to say a lot of people. You got to use that term loosely. There have been reports of people claiming uh, the iPhone 15, particularly the iPhone 15 Pro and the Pro Max have been getting a little bit hot, um, you know, after people started getting them. I think they shipped, what, a week and a little over 10 days ago. And, you know, like I said, you know, uh, the tech world, you know, especially these tech websites, they're looking for juice, juicy content. So reports of iPhone overheating. That's all they needed to, to go. So you, there's no like definitive answers on, you know, is it a hundred thousand? Is it 500,000? Is it 12? But people are reporting these joints are getting hot. Um, It's been about a week. Like I mentioned, Um, there's been some updates, iOS updates since then, but since uh the phone has been released and since these phones have been out, you know, um, Apple has finally came back and said, Hey, you know, uh, we're aware of people. There's some people complaining or having concerns about iPhone overheating, specifically with the 15s with this new A17 Pro chip. We want to let you know, first and foremost, it's not a hardware issue. It's not our issue with the chip. It's not more particularly our, uh, an issue with the titanium. Some people are saying maybe the titanium casing slash material is what's causing the phones to heat up. Apple wants people to know, hey, 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 (laughs) this is not a hardware issue that remains Mm -hmm. to be seen. That's what Apple says. Right now, it could be one of three things. Like Rob mentioned, you know, when people get a new phone, they tend to do the date, the phone to phone transfer, or they do a restore from iTunes or a restore from iCloud. You know, Apple was saying maybe the first thing it could be is you're transferring a lot of data which is kicking off a lot of background services, which could be the cause for your phone working a little bit harder than it normally does. Once those restores are complete, Apple didn't say how long it takes. It could take 15 minutes to an hour to a day. Um, a lot of people feel like once the phone is set up and they say your transfer is complete, that don't necessarily mean all the data is done coming over. There's a lot of services that work in the background that still is working after you think you've transferred all your data, some stuff you haven't touched yet, pictures, you know, things of that nature. Apple kind of, what's the word, Um, um splits up the, the restore process. So Apple is saying you could be up to one or two days after using the phone that your data still hasn't fully transferred to the new device yet. So after that full transfer is done, the heat, the, the temperature will come back down. Second thing they said was there's a lot of apps, third-party apps, particularly they mentioned by name like Instagram and Uber that Mm. um, as a result of this new chip, the third-party app was taking a lot of resources from the chip, which is causing the chip to work a lot. And Apple, according to them, they said they've worked with some of these third-party apps, developers, to remediate that problem. And they're working with some of the other ones to make sure that's the – make sure they – update their apps to be compatible with this new chip. And then the third thing was it could be a bug with an iOS 17 that's affecting some users. Uh, in a couple of days, a couple of weeks, maybe a future iOS update will actually fix that. Now, Apple doesn't officially say when they're going to start working on this stuff or when you expect to see any sort of further changes from Apple, but they said it could be one of those three things.
1: I know they also, there was uh, another thing they said, the, um, USB-C power adapters that have more than 20 watt charging, uh, could also be an issue as well. But I, I feel like, I mean, those all sound very reasonable. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like they, they kind of went out of their way to deflect suspicion away from the hardware. And you I get why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I get why they would have wanted to do that because obviously you had, you just rolled out a brand new phone. You need these phone sales to reach whatever, you know, target numbers that they need to reach. Um, but. I, y'all pro, it's like one of those Val Duff protest too much kind of deals. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, maybe that that chip ain't chipping the way it needs to be chipping right now. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Especially those I don't two know. features, you know, the USB port, the USB-C port is new. The A17 Pro chip is new. The titanium casing is new. So the the new things, you don't want those Mm -hmm. to be, and it's hardware. Absolutely. You don't want the hardware to be the issue because people got to return the phones and they got to go through effort versus saying, Oh, we'll just download a update and it'll fix that.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. I was, I was trying to understand the physics of it when people, I mean, there was a lot of folks going, Oh, see, that's what you get when you use titanium in a phone. I'm like, but titanium dissipates heat like ridiculously well.
0: That should be causing the issue. So here's a a little inside baseball. The whole case isn't titanium. They use my titanium materials to mm-hmm. create the case. So the case isn't pure titanium. So maybe this is not pure titanium. It don't dissipate heat as much as And it's just around the edge, full, right? It's, it's just, just around the edging
1: the of the. Of well, the yeah,
0: phone. it's just around the edging. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But people, you know, uh, you know, Apple, you know, being the good sales folks they are, will lead you to believe the whole thing is a titanium, pure titanium alloy, like a pure titanium case. And we're like, only right?
2: charging you $1,500 yeah, $1, for these. Jobs. Right. Yeah. There's no way I think it'd be,
0: right. complete titanium. It's
2: like, it's like buy the gold brick at that point. So it's like titanium <laughs> right, is not an, right, inexpensive, right. So it's
0: not an inexpensive material. <laughs> right. right. It is good to know, though. Selling the product. It is a good job pitching it. So they don't want the hardware, the main thing they were pitching to so be the issue. They did come out and they 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 said Uber,
2: Instagram. These are massive applications. You would have to imagine that most iPhone users has one or the other of those two uh, apps on their phone. So we, we will see. Apple historically has been pretty good at this. Uh, th- making the news for the last couple of weeks, I don't even know if y'all paid attention to this. But in France, they actually uh they actually banned for hot minute the iPhone 12 saying that it was actually getting specific absorption rate that's like the amount of radiation that was coming out of the phone was higher it was a, it, it did not meet the threshold that uh they say it needs to meet in order for it to be considered a legal device in France so France literally a, banned that device
1: i think i read a headline
2: yeah. about that yeah it, and apple was like this is this is not an issue. This is not a problem. We've got all kind of testing that we've done all over Earth that says this thing is right. So here's what Apple did. We will actually release an update, which they did. They released an update last week that addressed the standards that they used to do the testing. It didn't change the amount of radiation coming out of the phone. It just changed how they count it based off of software in the phone, which I thought was kind of slick because they said that this phone is absolutely not something that needs to be recalled, but it, it only lasted for... I don't even think it was you know, quite a week or 10 days from the time that they banned it till the time that Apple released something. So they're generally pretty good when when it comes to their hardware. But I, I did think that was it was interesting because I said, you know, I wouldn't, if it wouldn't have been for the fact that everybody was saying, not everybody, many people were saying that there were issues with heat. When my neighbor came, you know, um, came by and just asked me about it, I wouldn't have thought it was a concern. It's like, oh no, it's, it's not really that hot. Just let it, you know, just, you know, let it die down a little bit because I would have thought that, you know, when I get my Samsung phones, when I do the transfer, those things warm up pretty good because they're as you said, Terrence are doing so much. But then you start reading article after article and seeing video after video. And it's like, okay, what's what's going on? So I said, Well, when we get when we get here on Monday, I'm gonna ask Mr. Snob OS himself, you know, what's going on with these devices. So, y'all, a uh, a story that came out from Forbes here. It's not really a story, it's just something that they do. So Forbes puts out, and this is the second year of them doing it, they're top creators of 2023. This report just came out. And we didn't talk about the 2022 one, I don't believe. We've talked about TikTok specifically, but I don't think we talked about the Forbes report. But I just want to get your take on, you know, the, the top 50 creators that are on this platform, and what do you guys think of the list? There are there are quite a few. Well, not quite a few. There are people of color on it, but the thing that kind of stood out to me, there, are, there's only a couple black women on it and they are right at the bottom of the list, yeah. but they do list out how they come up with their criteria. So I wanted to just see what you guys' take was on this Forbes list that came out and just yeah. how much money some of these creators are making.
1: It's insane. Million dollars. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Um, Well, the, the one thing I I was, you know, only slightly encouraged that I actually knew who some of the people were. <laughs> um, maybe about half of the people I actually recognized on the list. Um, I was also, it was also interesting to me that they put their engagement rates on the list, uh, for, you know, all the YouTubers or whatever, because, because they weren't super high. I mean, I, and I guess, you know, when you looked at it as a function of their, total number of followers i, I could kind of see for some of them that had like nine digit uh follower counts you know you're not going to have a 30 engagement rate if you have 200 million followers but but some of them were like point you know you they were five or well point, less you know, than one yeah, percent yeah so i i thought that was kind of interesting to to note that you could still be you know make that much money with that little five. and and, and i get it because you know when i when I do stuff for brands and I give them my engagement rate, it's, you know, 1.3, 1.2. And, and that's, and that's normal. But, you know, for some of those folks, I was just like, y'all really shouldn't be getting the kind of deals y'all getting with those engagement rates. But, but that's a story for another time. Um, and then the other thing that I, that I looked at in particular, but because I talk to young people for a living about how they show up online, um, You know, the like the first the 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 majority of the folks that were in the top 10 were people that were there for 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 being shitty. You know what I mean? And it was just like, what would I what would I be able to say to a young person about being a good digital citizen when they could show me this list? And be like, why do I need to be a good digital citizen when the top ten people were when seven out of ten of the people on this list are on this list because they're assholes, you know what I mean? Or or at least that's how they act to get their money. sensational, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, and and it was it it really just kind of disappointed me to look at the Logan Pauls of the world and the, and and literally in the descriptions of why these people were popular on social media, it would say, Oh, well, they faced some controversy this year, but they were able to turn that around, turn that to their advantage because all they did was just use it to their advantage and make more money and get more. Brand. And it was just like, damn, this is basically what we're doing now, you know, as a culture and as a society on social media is just Using asshole as a business strategy, basically, yeah. and it was just like God, like y'all, y'all making my job harder for me because it's just it, it, it just really was like, what do I even say to kids now when they see lists like this and know that there's a market for bad behavior on the internet?
0: Yeah, I'm
2: looking at uh, you even. know, KSI. Go ahead, Terrence. I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, I was just gonna say if not. Um, you know, being um, polarizing, you know, it's just not necessarily throwaway content, but nothing sort of. And, I, you know, I don't expect people to be inspirational and I don't expect them to be uplifting. And I don't expect them to want to change the world. But, uh, you know, a lot of it is just kind of like, I mean, what are you doing that nobody else on Instagram is doing? You know, what makes you so special is the right. word. And you know, of course everybody, everybody's special. I get it. <laughs> no, but they're not. Some people was <laughs> like, come on now. Everybody gets a trophy.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's interesting what passes as entertainment these days. Cause yeah, it's guess. very, yeah. it's very different than mm-hmm. when we were coming up, I guess. Like you actually had to have. A, uh, a, say. A, a legitimate talent. No, mm-hmm. you actually had to have a legitimate mm-hmm. talent. You had to be able mm-hmm. to sing for real without auto tune, and 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 you know, or or you had to have acting capability, or you had to be. There there had to be something identifiable, you know, and not just. I don't know there it, it's just different and I like I sound like the old person t- screaming to get off my yard I know but but it's just different what passes as entertainment these days it's just different it's just different that's all yeah, I
2: can when say. I, when I when I look particularly at the top 10 Because the the top 10 is where much of the money is being made on this list. I think the top 10 is over a quarter of a billion dollars. And another 40 is like another is like another 350. Still, each one of these creators on this list are millionaires. They're, They're making millions of dollars a year on this. But I was just looking at someone like the the number two person on the list, KSI. I had heard the name KSI before. But I wouldn't have been able to pick this bro out of the lineup if you had put him in front of me. So it's just it's just not something that caters to me. But I did something, I sent a message to my nephews who are all between like the ages of like fifteen and nineteen. And they all knew exactly who he was. Of and, you know, were telling me about his streams and this and that and the other, and about they're hoping that him and one of the Paul brothers actually go fight because they think that he will whoop. You know, so so they are into it. So it's one of those things where we we think about you used to actually have to have talent in our minds, but you know what? A lot of the people that we get down with, our parents it's like, "This is what's passing for music these days." Right, so so, right. so it truly is, <laughs> it truly is a generational thing because yeah. these yeah. folks, although we don't agree with necessarily the kind of content that they're putting out, they are immensely popular. Yeah, but what I what I did like. What they're doing on this list, and they did this last year as well, is that they actually have an entrepreneurship category on here that, that is weighted fairly heavily. And they go from one to four points on that yeah. for being the most where you look at some of these creators, they you know them because of their you know of what they're doing on social media but they're making their money because of companies that they've, you know, that they have propped up. In some cases, those companies are directly related to what they're doing with their social media. But in some cases, those companies are just companies that they were able to create because of their fame and stature on social media. And regardless of whether they stay popular on social media or not, those companies are there with dozens, in some cases, hundreds of employees that are actively running out there doing the the work they do. So I thought that that was pretty interesting. And well, I mean, this is Forbes, so you would kind of expect some, something like that, but they've actually given this year more weight to some of these folks. And but that's it, but th- there was a thing that's like there are black women. There's there's definitely there's you know, literally quite a few black women on one
1: it. black woman on here. Like one. There's one. Okay. There's two uh, Puerto Rican women on here um because uh what's her name monet is puerto rican i i do i I don't follow monet but i do share her she pops up in my feed on tiktok quite a bit um and then the other girl that's um what's her name she's puerto rican as well i don't think she identifies as black uh the only the only black woman was um
2: Drea she knows better. Drea
1: Okiki, right? Yes, mm-hmm. Drea. So there was literally only one black woman on this list out of fifty, um, and the other two, like I said, I think identify as as Puerto Rican, and then okay. there were um, maybe four black men. So let's see. There was uh, number two, MKB KSI, HB. MKBHD, KSI, KB Lusky. Lane, um, and then the boy that 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 got got jammed up in union hmm. square new york um uh, yeah. so there we're like five black men
2: and, I mean, and he's the, the one that has black the black you know he has the highest engagement it's like ridiculously high compared oh, yeah. to everybody oh
1: his, like his engagement was like 25 or 30% is, yeah, yeah that's crazy. that's
2: nuts that's crazy know, that is that is ridiculous engagement but uh, it's it, interesting list um yeah. I, I see a lot of different conversations going in different lot of ways so
0: i think and that Forbes is. Number I'm overall, to me, it's just a list and it's a list by Forbes. So it's like, I mean, are we really surprised? You know, were we really hopeful? Were we crossing our fingers or what were we doing with this list? before?
1: No, Forbes? I don't. I don't think we were thinking that it would look any different than it does. It's just uh, it's just as, uh, uh, um it reflects America. And the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, America doesn't give black folks the same type of consideration and brand deals and 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 things that they give white people um or or anybody else which we'll get to when we get to our main story uh, which is why we need organizations like the Fearless Fund um but yeah it 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 it, it doesn't surprise me the list is not surprising at all um But yeah, it was, it was, like I said, it would, it was interesting. The engagement piece of it was interesting to me. Um, And, and again, the idea that how do you convince a young person that they should conduct themselves in a certain way online when you have people profiting off of, you know, all types of bad behavior. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: Related to this, but unrelated, a podcaster who's got a pretty popular uh, podcast about music. He had made a comment about this. For folks who don't know, this past Saturday was International Podcasters Day. So I've met this gentleman a couple of times. His name is Johnny Ray. But, you know, he runs a podcast called Q Points. And he talk about hip hop and, you know, in you know, the culture and stuff like that. And this was actually a really good show. But one of the things that he said was that he was actually telling some folks that, oh, yeah, I'm a podcaster. So he was telling this to black women and he said that he got this reaction a couple of times is that when he told a black woman that he was a podcaster, they all kind of took a step back because they were thinking that it was going to be this super negative stuff that a lot of, you know, of black male podcasters Are putting out there that it's just people are listening to it. So I'm I'm not going to tell folks not to do what they want to do and put the kind of content out that they want to put the content out. But it was just interesting that he said on a couple of occasions, when he he said, I'm a podcaster, this is what I do. It wasn't until he explained what his show was about that I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds pretty good. But it's almost like black male podcasters have a, a stigma attached to us because some of the more popular black podcasts that are out, it's like all they do is like this is this red pill blue pill stuff bashing women you know uh and it's just like
1: well it's like i'm looking at you know the guy uh ksi i I didn't i've never heard of this guy before but you you said apparently he's pretty popular, but the his last the last sentence in his description on this Forbes list controversy has followed Olatunji for boxing decorum, misogynistic content and racist and transphobic slurs. But he always turns the scandals into views, both online and in the ring. You know what I mean? So it's just like, what are you going to yeah. do? <laughs> what are you going to do? And his follower account continues to grow and his continues, you know, to grow. continues to rack up the money. And it's just like it's ugh. Ugh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> ugh. I don't know. It's like, you know, do do, do you know, should should you know African Americans, should we come up with like our own list and have our own criteria? I, I, I will give Forbes this.
1: But that's the black dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will give them this bit of credit they very clearly and explicitly told you how they were coming up with this list to the point that where they actually created a podcast that goes along with the article in Forbes to explain in detail how they came up with it because i think they they said you know what we're not going to take you know we're not going to take this heat because no matter what list we come up with somebody's going to have a problem with it so things that you cannot Ignore number of users that are following you, how much money you're making. And this may be something that you know you know a lot of creators need to look at. They're pulling these numbers from these from from you know from companies who are known for going out and and finding this talent and promoting them and doing that and the other. If you're not signed up with one of those companies, you may not get the same, you know, same amount of weight. That company is putting on somebody, maybe who they actually sponsor or or whatever the case may be. So that was that. that was some of the content, you know, or some of the comments that were being said is that, oh, so you have to be hooked up with these publishing companies in order for you to get the maximum amount of points in this particular area. And maybe so that, that, that might be the case, but at least they're telling you that this is how they came up with it. And you're right. not sitting here looking at it, It's like, wait a minute, we can look at the numbers and see that this person is number one. Why are they only number 49 on the list when they clearly are number one here? And it's like, Oh no, there's a, you know, they, they gave you the math. They, they, yeah, they give you a calculator and tell you how to do
1: quantitative it. quantitative process. Yeah, right. definitely. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com.
2: So, y'all, I would have to, we haven't talked about this, but I would have to guess that each of you at some point has gotten a Netflix DVD DVD. In the mail at some point over the last 25 years. Sure. But were you aware that last Friday was the last day that Netflix was sending out DVDs? was
0: not aware that they were still doing that
2: at all. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I wasn't aware. I just wasn't really thinking about it because for me, it has been years since I last got a DVD. But yeah, Netflix decided that it, this, it, this is just no longer uh, congruent with their business model. It just doesn't make sense for them. I'm guessing that there's just not enough people watching DVDs that it makes sense for these, for this company to mail these things out and to actually cover the shipping of those things going back as compared to just saying we're just not going to do it anymore and we're going to shift all those, all that personnel into other places. But yeah, did, you know, either of you have any uh, thoughts on this? Like I said, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think the last time I ordered a DVD, um, they it has probably been, been at least 7, eight, nine, 10 years ago.
1: They should have ended did this. They, mm-hmm. It looks like um in 2021, Netflix's non-streaming revenue, mostly attributable to DVDs, amounted to 0.6% of its revenue. I mean, it was $182 million, though. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's not... A little bit of money, but I guess in the grand scheme of things, it's not a whole lot of money. But they should have been did this. Like who's yeah?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it's still selling DVD players out there.
2: That's so. the thing for me. I was thinking, do I still? I, I have a DVD player in a box somewhere, just because I actually, you know, when, when my wife and I got married, our stuff went on VHS. But I years ago actually got my VHS, or you know, our wedding man. video transferred over to DVD. So I said, well, we're just going to keep a DVD DVD player to make sure we can always go wa- go back and watch it. But now I've now taken that thing off the of you know DVD and ripped it, and it's just in the cloud somewhere, so we can always get to it. We never have to go back to that DVD I again.
1: Thought I, so, I thought I had a DVD slot on my desktop here, but I guess not. I thought <laughs> I did.
0: I've got one but on on my uh. It. Nope. I thought I had one. Don't have one anymore. I, on I, I
1: swore I I swore I had one on my. I guess
2: not. I actually, oh, wow. I have the original Xbox one and I have a DVD player in it. So right now, if I needed to play a DVD, I'd have to go to the Xbox to actually be able to do it. But I, would I, I, I it's been, it's been years since I last, I'm, I'm thinking it's been like two TVs ago because I know the last TV I had, when I got, you know, when I got that TV, I got rid of like the entertainment system and went to, you know, went to a sound bar. And I didn't I didn't put a DVD player back down there because I had the Xbox and said, "Well, just I'll just use this if I ever need to have it." So it's at least two televisions ago because I just got a new TV probably in the last year. DVDs are a a thing of the past, and i have just I'm looking at a lot of different comments, a lot of people talking about this, and one that I thought was really interesting was that my youngest child is 19 years old, and although she understands what rewind something means, I don't know. That she really understands what rewind something means, like that you literally had to take a tape and run it back, and you know, like back in the day, I used to watch so many. I, I used to watch so many VHS, you know, VHS tapes that we actually had a VHS VHS tape rewinder that you would take the tape out of the out of the VCR, put it in here, and it would rewind it really, really fast, but slow down at the end as to not break it. And uh, I I know she literally has no concept of that because she probably has never used a DVD um, other than when she was very young, maybe going and put it into the Xbox for me so you she was, was like, like three, four, rich, five years y'all old. Y'all
1: was like Rich Rich. Y'all had a special contraption just to rewind the tapes. You
2: know, you, you know that special contraption was like one of those nine ninety nine dollars 99 things. That it you, don't you know, matter. A, Getofftvguide.com. The the
1: y'all had it. Y'all yeah, was. We did bougie, have one. I was bougie black people. Basically, is what you telling me? Because y'all had a special contraption just to rewind your videotapes.
2: Oh, we 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 had a special contraption just y'all to was, rewind the videotapes. Y'all tape.
1: was bougie black people. <laughs> we just rewound our tapes inside the VCR like everybody to,
0: else. You just had to wait,
1: Jack. Right? You just had to wait. Like. <laughs> <laughs> <and> <laughs> like you
0: know, th- this is, uh,
2: you know th- these is you uh, know these is you know our world problems, but. But it's like Listen, to, to rewind the whole, if, if you're trying to rewind like the Lord of the Rings or something like that, that could that could take you like two minutes bougie. to do that.
1: And you had to sit there. Wait, and what, you,
2: what you going to do with them two minutes?
1: Wait, wait, <laughs> watch something on television until it was rewound and then go back and wait, wait. Bougie black people problems. All right.
2: I know I'm not the only one. I, I guarantee you that we have a listener who also had a tape rewinder. Yeah, who was also the only one.
1: Who was they also
2: <laughs> But uh, Terrence, I know you stuck this one in here. Let's talk about the Cybertruck that I think it's safe to say that neither one of us believes this thing will ever see the light of day um, where people nope. can actually go and buy it. But uh, it missed nope. its Q3, uh, yeah, you know, uh, tentative date that Elon put out for
0: it. Yeah, he had put a tentative date out there and said maybe kind of we're hoping we're targeting shooting for an event to announce delivery, not announce a delivery. <laughs> he wanted to put on an event to announce the delivery date sometime farther in the future, and they could even get that event together. So all that leads me to believe that um, and I wanted to get your take on it. You know, is it the design? Is it just Tesla? And is it, you know, their manufacturing? Is it Elon? What is it about this cyber truck that was announced what way before COVID? COVID. Oh, yeah. Well, years ago they announced this thing. And it's now third quarter three of 2023, and they can't even get together to come up with an event to announce that the first cyber truck has been delivered. Wherever or however they plan on rolling, none of them on a truck, none of them on boats, none of them sitting in, 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 um, Tesla parking lots waiting to be shipped or nothing like that. They can't even get that announcement together. So again, like I said, I just wanted to bring that to the table. You know, what is it about this truck that's taking so long? And do you ever see it coming out at all?
2: I don't ever see it coming out. So here's the thing: for those who are who are listening, I just want you to visualize what the Cybertruck looks like. Take a Delorean, yes, the car from Back to the Future, and mash it up with an El Camino. That is a (laughs) a giant El Camino. That is what the Cybertruck looks like. It is stainless steel, and it doesn't really function of a truck. What kind of truck can you not put stuff in the the back of the truck from the side of the truck. Uh, that kind of, def- that just one a thing to define the truck. So the way this thing is built, you literally couldn't go to the side of the truck right behind the door where you get in for yourself. You couldn't go to the to the bed to the, on the side of the truck and literally lift something over the side and set it down in the back of the truck. That is a impossibility unless you are like 6'10 or taller with this car because of the way that it's designed. So I look at it and I said that when the first time I saw it was that, well, this cu- and this purely is just they're designing it. They're going to make it stainless steel to to work on it, and you know people are going to talk about it because it looks like something that somebody driving around Mars would be driving. But well, as the time went
0: on, Mad Max, <laughs> yeah,
2: literally. But you know, as time went on, I'm like, no, they, they keep saying this is what it's going to look like, and it's like this this will this will never happen. Here's the reason why I don't think it'll ever come out because the F-150 is already out and you know, car companies have shown you that you can get a pickup truck that has batteries in it that look like a pickup truck and Silverado will be coming out next year. And what does Silverado look like? It looks like a Silverado just has batteries in it. And even the Rivian, what does a Rivian look like? looks like a little pickup truck that looks like a pickup truck that, you know, you know, any other thing you wouldn't know that it was a battery operated truck until you see it and says Rivian and you see the lights, you would just think it's a, a, you know, cute little looking truck. Um, this does not look like a truck. It doesn't function like a truck. And I don't think we will ever see this. Now, they may come out with something that they call the Cybertruck, but I don't think it will have any relationship to what we today know as the Cybertruck. This this stainless steel monstrosity that uh, they keep telling us is going to come out eventually. And I, I just don't believe it.
1: Well, I think. You know, in just overall, we're starting to see people are starting to realize that the emperor is not wearing any clothes. Um, And Elon Musk just ain't the dude we all thought he was. I just I I don't know. I've been saying it for a while. He just. I'm over it and Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm ready to move on to the next topic.
2: (laughs) So, Terrence, here's a question for you. If it was something that was available, could you ever see yourself
0: getting this? Well, so I don't buy, well, let me not say I don't buy into, but I don't, I wouldn't see this and be like, oh, okay, it's got to function as a truck um, for me to consider it. You know, there are a lot of vehicles out there, you know, just based on the way they advertise vehicles, you know, when they see the commercials, they're like in the, in the mountains doing all this camping and they got all this equipment and their lumberjacks and all these things the way they do the commercials. But in reality, People just kind of use it for the groceries, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. maybe throw some chairs in it and go to, you know, uh, an event or something like that. You just need, you need something with, a, a some space in the back. So sure. I'll get a truck for that. Most of the time is dropping your kids off at school, you know, maybe taking a, a vacation, but you know, none of the stuff that you would think I'm buying a pickup truck for, you know, so, I don't necessarily buy in that the Cybertruck has to be like that or function like that, but it's just the design of it. I think surprisingly in 2023, I don't think we're ready for this design yet, you know, as far as the way this thing looks, it just looks like a silver doorstop, you know, and it's maybe too radical, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe that's our fault. Maybe we are not, you know, (laughs) looking into the future of how vehicles are supposed to look. I think it's a
1: horrible design.
0: (laughs) That too. I think think ultimately what it it is,
1: I think it's a horrible design
0: as, as, as excited as people were about this truck, practicality speaking, overall practicality, it's like, nah, ain't nobody really buying this thing, you know, now maybe later when AI takes over and, you know, the matrix <laughs> and all the robots take over and we need something that's going to have a pointy top at the top to stop aliens from jumping on the top of the truck, then the Cybertruck is, is the thing. <laughs> but I don't, I just think it's maybe, you know, the, the design is all wrong. If you ask me, that's the one reason why I attribute to this thing not coming out. And the reason why the design and the design leads to the manufacturing issues and the challenges and all that added up, they're just like, yeah, we need to, hmm. Put this on ice or go back to the drawing board.
1: If I didn't know any better, I would. It wouldn't surprise me if like one of Elon Musk's kids drew this, <laughs> and he was like, "You know what? I'm going to make this into a car. We're going to make a car out of this." X. What's what's this kid's name? A E X six. Whatever the kid's name. 16, like something it, or the other. Honestly, because <laughs> this looks like a a, a draw. A, a something a kid would do. And he was like, "We're going to make a car out of this," and and he made a car out of it, just out of because his ego tells him that he can do stuff like that.
2: Yeah, I I just don't see it, and I'm a fan of concept cars. You know, one one of the things I actually like to do, I like going to car shows and looking at concepts of cars. Cars, you know, are not going to hit the road probably ever, but if they if they were to, we're talking about a decade out. But this wasn't what the Cybertruck was. This was something that we were told was going to come out. And I'm just looking at that and I'm like, I just I just don't see it. And the fact that, you know, I mean, it was initially supposed to come out in 2021. And, 20, you know, so pandemic, that's the reason you know, it didn't come out. But now we're in 2023 and we still are nowhere closer to it. So I'm with you, Terrence. I'm not really expecting this thing to come out. And I honestly think that Tesla, at least with this vehicle, has missed their window because now it is not just, can we convince people to buy an electric truck? You now have to compete with the most popular car in America, the F 150. And I'm saying, I'm saying car specifically because it is the most sold vehicle in the United States. And as you were saying. Many people who get that F-150, they're not getting it because they're hauling, you know, a ton and a half of of gravel. They're not pulling a 10,000 pound boat. They're not, you know, they don't have, you know, a bunch, you know, a trailer with a bunch of lawn equipment, you know, um, on the back of it and they're they're taking to a job. This is just what a soccer mom has for her kids and it's easy for her to throw all her gear in the back. Um, without smelling the inside of a truck up. That, that is what a lot of people buy this for because they just like it as a vehicle. It will never see off road. Shoot some of these. There, there's F 150 just probably have never seen a gravel road, let alone seen off road. So I think that that is what the Cybertruck now has to compete with because everyone is going to have a truck here in the next, in the next two years. And I don't see this coming out anytime soon. So I, I really think they've missed their window. So y'all, this last story. They were going to talk about. I kind of knew as soon as I saw it, that this was going to be one Steph, You sent me a, a message on Saturday or Sunday. It's like, hey, we definitely talking about this. this is going to be our main story. So, Steph, I'm going to let you go ahead and kind of set it up. You know, let, let us go. Let us know what's going on with this virtual capital firm based out of Atlanta.
1: So the fearless fund wa- is is an Atlanta-based venture capital firm, uh, but they have been ordered recently um, to pause grant applications that support, primarily Black female founders um, due to an ongoing lawsuit uh, alleging racial discriminations. On Saturday, September 30th, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals in Atlanta blocked the fund from continuing with its fearless strivers grant contest, which awards $20,000 investment to Black women entrepreneurs. The application was set to close on Saturday, but now must remain open until the further order of the court. Uh, the lawsuit represents a broader issue, so Conservative group American Alliance for Equal Rights, started by Edward Blum, um, who also just was instrumental in overturning affirmative action in college uh, applications and and admissions allege that the fund is racially discriminatory because it specifically caters to black women um never mind that black women don't receive less than 1% of the 288 billion dollars that venture capital firms uh deployed in 2022 they're trying to quote unquote level the playing field um so basically the judges the the original judge actually sided with the fearless fund the original judge in atlanta said that there was no discrimination and that the fearless fund was was correct in in their free speech in their first amendment free speech protection and they had a right to express their belief in the importance of black women to the economy through charity so they had actually been allowed to continue to um use their uh, venture capital fund for the benefit of Black women through charity, their right to express themselves uh, through the First Amendment. But in the appeal, there was a three-panel judge, two of whom were appointed by Donald Trump, that overturned the initial mm-hmm. judge's decision, saying that uh, the ruling was overturned by a three-judge panel doing an emo- emergency motion that was filed by Edward Blum and his his group, Two of whom two of the judges who were appointed by uh, Donald Trump, they argued that the fund was substantially likely to violate a federal anti-discrimination statute that they used based on a Civil Rights Act from 1866 uh, that totally does not apply in this case and the dissenting judge said is it is a perversion of congressional intent to use the law against a remedial program whose purpose is to bridge the gap in venture capital funding for women of color founders a gap that is a result of centuries of intentional race discrimination so basically this guy you know who has already shut down affirmative action at Harvard and the university of North Carolina decides to go after this small group of women who were only looking to level the playing field for black women in venture capital who only received 0.36% of, you know, $288 billion in, in venture capital funding. Um And, and they're only getting 20 grand a piece. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like black women are these 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 black women were giving other black women billions of dollars they were giving them twenty grand to basically keep their lights on at their at their companies and 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 you know just get by but this guy decided i'm gonna go after these women and and you know now there's been a stay and 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 they have to figure it out so it it's just it I'm just incensed at this point that this is where we are and I, I did a little bit more digging into this man this Edward Blum character and it's it's interesting because this guy is a liberal well claims to be liberal but he's a, he's a Jewish attorney um, who grew up in a liberal family who seems to have gotten a little bit off track in in his crusade to make america this truly colorblind place um i i read a, a new york times article that that he did an interview that he did right after the uh, affirmative action the college um case that he did well, with Harvard in North Carolina, uh University of North Carolina. And the woman interviewing him asks him this question. She said, I am wondering if you believe in systemic racism, racism embedded in the institutions of American life. Because if you look at the statistics in this country, a typical white family holds 10 times the wealth that a typical black family does. There are currently only eight black CEOs of Fortune 500 companies, 20 Latin CEOs, black people, People live sicker lives and they die younger than white people. I could go on, he says. No, I do not believe in it. What your question implies is that in the American DNA there is racism. It was founded upon racism. Is it? It is part of what this country is. I reject that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's because you directed. Don't make it not true. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so I'm
1: just like this guy. Is not living in this country for real, for real. He's not living on this planet because. Well, so no,
0: no, he is. So I think think the argument is because the founding fathers didn't outright say no black people, no Asians, no Mexicans, right? They didn't say that. You know, all these institutions that we've built, you know, real estates, you know, all these other things that. White people have used these vehicles to create wealth in America because the powers that be didn't specifically say no black people, no Asians, no Latinos, no Mexicans, no eight, things like that. That now that we're trying to, um, bridge the gap, catch up. In order for us to do that, we have to say this is designed for black people. This is designed for Asian people. This is designed for that's where they're issue is now if these ladies would just call this the fearless fund looking to create start capital with startups and the way i'm reading it is and if they just called it that but only accepted mostly black people and maybe that 0.1 maybe went to a white person or something (laughs) then it would be okay but as long as we didn't call it or say the goal of the mission the of the vision is for black people, black women, right. And
1: get it in the semantics. And, and this is where I think they may be able to do, to do that because I looked back at the section cause, cause what he used to make his case, it's, it's section 1981 of the civil rights act of 1866. So he went all the way back to fucking 1866 mm-hmm. and What that says is all persons within the jurisdiction of the United States shall have the same right in every state and territory to make and enforce contracts to sue, be parties, give evidence, and to the full and equal benefit of all laws and proceedings for the security of persons and property as is enjoyed by white citizens and shall be subject to like punishment, pains, penalties, taxes, licenses, and instructions of every kind. It says in there as mm-hmm. is to be enjoyed by white citizens. So I think there is something in that phrase that you can make a case for because if it's as is to be enjoyed by white citizens, then there needs to be something better than point three six point three six percent of two hundred and eighty eight billion because. That's white citizens are, jo- are enjoying more than that. So then if I'm, if I'm supposed to be enjoying like white citizens, then I should be enjoying more than 0.36% of 288 billion. And I should be able to do that on my end with my money and my fund as well. So I like we, I'm, they need to get the lawyers on the language. Cause there's, I know there's yeah. something in that language that we can make work. No, I know there's in that language.
2: So there's there's a couple of things here. So number one, you see how far they ha- they they went back to get a law that th- that right. law was created during Reconstruction. Right. That's right. actually when, oh, we're going to we're going to free slaves and we're actually going to allow them to be full citizens. Reconstruction lasted for what 18 years. Um, I, I, I don't somebody's going to quote me on that. It it didn't last very long right. because shortly after Reconstruction came Jim Crow. Right. How nice would it have been for this lawyer to actually be around back in Jim Crow? So you could have fought all them laws using this. Um, yeah, my guess
0: is his, his, uh, designs would have been a little bit different, but Mm -hmm. maybe just a little bit different. (laughs) But you know, I I just want, I I want to point this out. So
2: $288 billion in 2022. African American women got 0.39% of that. That is 1.123 Billion dollars, one billion one hundred twenty-three million is what African American women got last year, compared to the two hundred and eighty-eight billion that went to everybody else. And what this gentleman is doing, and it's not just him. This isn't just him doing this. There are probably all kinds of conservative think tanks and things that are behind, regardless of what he says, he's liberal or not. There's somebody who's funding this crusade to go after this. So so basically what he's saying is that, yes, because you specifically said that you want to correct or you want to take into account that uh one one billion one hundred and twenty three million dollars went to African American women when a whole two hundred and eighty eight billion went to everybody else or two hundred and eighty seven billion went to everybody else. That's not what I'm really concerned with. I'm concerned with the fact that you said that this can only go to black women. Let me find a law where that's illegal, and that's what we're going to challenge you on because we don't want you to do this thing. We don't we, we don't want you to create a fund that is just for black women. So what I'm wondering now, I'm kind of where you were at, uh Steph, might they have to reconstitute this thing and say, you know what? Everyone is welcome to apply to this. We're just going to make sure that that
0: They're only 3.3 six percent 0.39% goes to somebody else they,
1: they, don't even have to, they don't even have to do that all they can do is anybody that comes in that room that doesn't look like them they can just say oh they weren't a culture fit Cause that's what they right. say yeah. to us. Yeah. That's what they oh, say to absolutely. us. Every, we don't even get in the door. Oh, she's not a culture fit. Oh, he wasn't a mm-hmm. culture fit. Oh, we, we looked at applicants. We so, couldn't find any. We could, right. you don't even have to look for none. Just say <laughs> we couldn't find any. We couldn't, right. and they weren't a cult, they weren't a culture fit. Oh, we mm-hmm. looked, we looked at a bunch of them. They were, so, they just weren't a culture fit.
2: I, I want to, uh, here's a question that I'm going to ask. And I know both of you are going to smile when I ask it. What color was the good blue magic hair grease that your grandmama used to use? <laughs> if you tell me blue, you're automatically disqualified from getting this. That's it on what, the application. Is that what you saying? That's, that's on the application. Right. What, <laughs> what color is blue magic? <laughs> Not regular blue magic. The good kind the grandma used to use. The
1: good blue magic.
2: The good kind.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. The good
2: kind of how the whole kitchen smelling like steak hair when you was getting your hair did back <laughs> in 1978. But uh, yeah, this it it really bothers me that it's like out of everyone that you could go after, this is who you pick.
1: Well, he like, well, oh, he, no. he was being very strategic because he knew he'd uh. be able to beat them over the head.
0: Uh-huh. To lean with,
1: on them. To, mm-hmm. and, 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 and use time and, and you know, legal pressure to get this smaller organization. And
0: to get a win.
1: Yes, and mm-hmm. get this win and set this precedent. Mm-hmm. He went after the little guy. He bullied the little guy to set the precedent to go which after is the not uncommon in America. Yeah. Exactly. He, he, he he, he was playing chess. I can't, I can't be mad at the strategy Mm -hmm. because that's, that's what you do. But I, but I hate that he's being so disingenuous about his, about his intentions Uh because he, he claims to want this sort of colorblind, you know, like I said, you read that New York Times article. He's being hella disingenuous about wanting this colorblind society and, 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 and believing that America is this place where, oh, if you just get rid of race based, you know, consideration, we will be this, this true merit. And it's not true. America's not founded on meritocracy in that way that you claim that it is. Mm-hmm. And would be if we, could, if we would just stop considering, you know, affirmative and action and it's just like, and it won't it.
0: get there if he thinking we're starting at zero right now, we are definitely right. not starting at zero right exactly. now. So we're starting, exactly. we're starting behind. And there's exactly. no way to catch up if things are just equal.
1: Exactly. <laughs> he's being hella disingenuous. And I'm just like, go sit
0: down somewhere,
2: yeah, man. He, he sounds like you- one of those folks that tells you, oh, I don't see race. I don't see color. Right. Like You don't. You you can't tell there's a difference between my skin tone and yours. I just always think that is just so disingenuous when someone says that, because yeah. saying that you don't see it is almost like saying, I don't want to see it so I don't have to deal with it. And he's going even further. I don't wanna see it. I don't want to deal with it. So I'm gonna go deal with it in this way to make sure that it doesn't happen. I I, I want everybody to be on an even playing field, even though know that playing field isn't even. So here here's what I'm wondering was that's gonna happen. So yes, the appellate they took this up, you know, to a higher court. The appellate court has three judges sitting on it, two ruled against, one for. But this hasn't actually gone through. They haven't actually tried it yet. This is just can they actually continue to give out their grants while this goes through court? Right. I'm guessing that at least in the court that it's actually sitting in, they're probably going to, they're probably going to win because the judge has already said he just didn't see where there was injury. And one of the reasons that he's saying, I don't see where there's injury because you are trying to rectify the fact that only 0.39% of this money goes to, you know, to black women. So you're creating a situation to where we're going to specifically go to this group that is so wildly under you know, underserved in this area. Because if all things being equal, you know, what are African Americans in the United States? About uh, what, 12, 13%? 12, 13%. So at the very least, it, you know, in, in this person's world, 12, 13 percent should be coming to African-Americans. Um, when you look at the number of uh, black business women, there are more of them than there are black businessmen. So it seems like of that 12, 13 percent, the lion's share should be going to women simply because women start more businesses in the United States than black men do. So um, so. That's not the argument that he's making. He's making the argument is that, but you said this is only going to black women, which means it's not going to Asian women, it's not going to white women, it's not necessarily going to Jewish women. So we
0: are going to sue you, and I, you know, I, I, feel I, like, I hope right that the court me. figures it out. Submission. I'm going to change the mission and I'm going to change the vision and I'm going to just take out four black women and just give it all to black women anyway. Problem solved. That's petty me. And, <laughs> I ain't and fighting that, and this fight. And that's bike. the
1: thing. It's just, it is it, it, like, honestly, and, and, you know, I think they want, and, and, you know, they've done it and, and like Jewel Solomon, Jewel Burke Solomon and, and some other people who cater specifically to black women in the venture capital space have said, you know, we're not going to be scared into changing our missions. And I mm-hmm. get that you want to kind of stand on your, your and cause. I you're doing it for a purpose. Right. Right. But, you know, if, if we are going to have people like this that are, are going a to be very hit. intentional about trying to tear these institutions down it may be worth it to go back and just look at the language. I mean, if it's if it's going to just be a matter of a couple of words, I don't know. I mean, on one hand, I am all about, you know, raising a, a black fist in the air and be like, you know, F these cats, let's just keep fighting and and just, but damn, like why, no. I, why I gotta be like this? Like, no, you,
2: you, us, you're gonna in. see. Go ahead, you're, you're gonna see other funds that are gonna come around and in their mission, they're going to have they're not going to say that this is specifically for black women. This is specifically for black men. They're just not going to say that. I mean, that's not what they're going to do. It's just that's just not what they're going to say. Oh, anyone can apply. But we're going to pick know, those companies that are culture fit for, you know, for our investors that are investing, you know, you know with us. There is a t- certain type of company that we want to go after. And we're going to make sure that anyone who applies, as long as they meet that criteria, we are going to, you know, you know, we're, we're right. going to allow this, you know, to be open to anyone. But
1: so it's, I'm very interested. You have, to, is, even, have to even change jump up, those you hoops. know, yeah. Yeah, and, and switch it up like that. And it's just like, come on, man. Yeah. Just, but then, but then, you know, this guy and people like him will be the same ones to say, "Well, why don't black people just help themselves? Why don't they just pick themselves up by their bootstraps? Why do why are they always asking for handouts? And then when we do for ourselves, as we are right now, it, your
0: town it, down with all that. <laughs> you know, now you, now
1: you want us to, and, and you know, like, so what do you want? Like, what do you want exactly? Like you now you can some... eat it too. You know what I mean? It's just you it's know. Just,
2: Tulsa, Oklahoma, Greenwood, the Greenwood area of Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black good? Wall Street. That is not the only black town that was burned to the ground and its residents literally slaughtered because it was doing too well, and folks who didn't look like them said, "No, nah, we got, we, we, no, we need to go take this over." And not only that you burn the town down and then take the land from the people who were the righteous owners of the land that has happened so many times so this is probably for another show but we're getting to where we don't even want to talk about that kind of stuff in history classes anymore right They're like you know why are we why, why why
0: are we going to be talking about the past it's like yeah
1: right it makes it I'm easier to repeat it. somebody's you know feelings about. get hurt by the truth I'll,
0: mm-hmm. yeah i was just said that in my quote uh on my comment with a quote that's super popular when you're accustomed to privilege Equality seems like oppression.
1: Yeah. And that's Old exactly time.
0: what this sounds like. <laughs> you ain't exactly. joking. Exactly. That, that is exactly. right. That is absolutely right. So y'all,
2: we didn't have any new patrons this week, but here's what we did have. We got a couple of raises. So, so first one I, I'll mention is Winfred Christie became a yearly subscriber. So we actually made a change a little bit earlier this year where some folks were saying, I don't want to have to get my credit card hit every single month. Is there any way you can get into the, you know, a yearly subscription, which by the way, if you do a yearly subscription, it's 14% off uh, of what you would normally get. You basically pay for 10 months instead of 12. But uh, Winford Christie became a yearly subscriber. So we want to shout uh, them out. And then Lou Boone Lou Goon actually gave us a raise and this, this is not the first time that he's done this. So not only did Lou give us a raise, he actually hit me up directly. And was like, Hey, is there any way I could do a tip or something like that? Because he's like thinking for like the holidays, like, Hey, I would just like to do a tip, but I don't want it to be like a, a regular yearly thing. I just like, if, you know, if I got something, I want to just give something, I'm, I'm putting words in his mouth, but he basically has asked specifically for that. So we've actually gone out and set up a buy me a coffee, For the Tech John as well And I'll tell folks How to get to there If you go to BuyMeACoffee.com forward slash Tech John You can go there And you can just Buy us a coffee Or two or three Or however many You would like And it's just a One time thing You don't have to sign up For the membership With Patreon I wish that Patreon Would actually give that As an option It is one of the Most requested things That that people who run Patreon like us Are asking for But they haven't done it So we went ahead And set up a tip jar Over on BuyMeACoffee.com So once again Head over to BuyMeACoffee.com forward slash the tech john and if you would like to become a patron and support the show there are multiple tiers that we have over there any one of which gets you access to our live stream we are recording the show live right now on the internet and our after party that we're going to do in about 90 seconds so uh head over to patreon.com forward slash the tech john any one of those tiers gets you access to that the top two tiers get you access to an ad free stream so if you're listening in your podcatcher you can actually listen without hearing our ads at the beginning the middle and the end of the show so, with that maybe being said,
0: maybe we should change the name to instead of buy me a coffee, maybe we should call it, um, I don't know, uh, maybe it's like a, a tip drill. No, anybody? No. No.
1: No. No, not a
0: good idea? No. Drill. Nah. No. And
1: I'm mad you would even bring that up, Terrence. Like, you know better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you know better. For <laughs> you know, those
2: who don't know what Terrence no, is talking about, stick around you, to the after party. <laughs>
1: you know better.
2: Speak <laughs> around to the after party. Come on. So, man. take life, stuff. Watch all the folks I didn't get at you.
1: You can follow me all around the web at Tech Life Stuff. Check out StephanieHumphrey.com and pick up my book on Amazon.
0: And you can find me all over the internet at Brother Tech. That's B-R-O-T-H-A-T-E-C-H. And I'm at Rob Dunwood on
2: all the things. And we are also at the Tech John, the Tech J-A-W-N on all the things. And for those who are concerned about what's happening with Twitter, or should say X, in case it's going to become a pay-for-play for for everybody, we definitely are hanging out over on threads as well. Once again, it's at the Tech John, the Tech J-A-W-N. So until we meet again in a week's time, peace. Peace. peace.